Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today, Dr. John Alchemy is discussing one of our very favorite topics, apportionment. To learn why it's hard and why it could be a lot easier, let's hear what Dr. John Alchemy has to say. Hi, I'm Dr. John Alchemy with Rate Fast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the concept of apportionment in California workers' compensation. Uh, apportionment is the understanding and a big driver of impairment reports, and it's important we talk about it, have a firm understanding of what it is and what goes into it. So the first question is, what is apportionment? In California, um, when an individual reaches maximal medical improvement, as you know, the doctor has to deliver an impairment report within 20 days of making that statement or determination. Part of that impairment report is addressing and discussing the concept of apportionment. <clears throat> now, apportionment, the idea is fairly simple and straightforward. You have a case, you create an impairment value. That impairment value gets uh, formulated into something called permanent disability. And the permanent disability is basically the monetization of the injury. You have a number um, on an impairment value that is calculated between zero and 100. That number goes into a formula that has to do with the individual's age, the type of work they do, um, and out comes a number of permanent disability. So permanent disability is um, required to have impairment to calculate it, if that makes sense. Now, the doctor's job um, doing the impairment report is to deliver the whole person impairment. They do not calculate the permanent disability value, but they put in that key element, that whole person impairment that allows the permanent disability to be created. So hopefully that's kind of clear. Now, the issue is, is that once that permanent disability has been created, the rules say the doctor has to consider non-industrial contributors that have contributed to the permanent disability of the case. So think about things like um, someone has arthritis, pre-existing arthritis, and the arthritis has been used as actually part of the calculation of the whole person impairment um, and the, the per, per, uh, un permanent disability. Now, the work injury may not have caused the arthritis, but the arthritis contributed to it. So the doctor needs to determine what percentage of the permanent disability was due to the work injury and how much was due to the non-industrial portion of the arthritis. So, and, and that has to be reported as a percentage. So the doctor might say, well, um, of the permanent disability that has resulted from this injury here, I'm saying that 80% is related to the industrial component and 20% to their arthritis. And, and that's called apportionment. Now, the rules of apportionment um, are interesting. And there's a lot of errors um, in apportionment that I'll get to in a moment. But basically, when you're determining apportionment as a doctor under the rules, um, you can only apportion uh, items, conditions that have caused the permanent disability. So, and, and you might say, well, okay, well, what does that mean? And a lot of doctors, <clears throat> unfortunately, don't know what that means. And basically, that means that the, the condition has to have accepted medical scientific literature to support the basis of it causing the condition. So for instance, um, we know that uh, arthritis causes pain. Okay, that's pretty well accepted. Um, what, what doesn't count are things that may be risk factors. And that's where doctors um, often go astray is that there are certain things that are risk factors, but don't necessarily directly cause the condition. 
So, so it's really important that we get that straight. Um, it's only things that cause the permanent disability, not risk factors. Um, it gets very confusing when you're talking about things like um, a bad outcome on an infection and how much um, uh, the role of diabetes, which was present before the injured worker got hurt, had their surgery, got an infection, um, how much that played. Now, certainly it is a risk factor, but it's not necessarily um, a direct cause. And depending on how you find the literature and present it, et cetera, um, it might be. Um, another common one is obesity. Um, you know, what is it known to cause? You know, it's known to cause back pain. Um, it's also known to cause arthritis. Um, so <clears throat> we have the issue of um, obesity as apportionment. And, and so you need to know kind of what is being claimed for apportionment and if it's truly a cause or maybe if it's just kind of like a risk factor. So once you have that kind of straightened out, you know, the doctor's responsible for making that determination for the stakeholders. Now, the question is, why do we keep getting apportionment wrong? Now, my opinion on this is the apportionment, it's the concept is fairly straightforward, but the instructions for doing it is not. Um, one of the complaints, and I recently was was at a, um, a legal convention where they were talking about apportionment and the doctors making determinations on apportionment. And the biggest complaint was the doctor's not really explaining how they come up with their values. One of the things that I always look for when I'm looking at an impairment report, whether it's primary treater or qualified medical evaluator, is the apportionment values. Um, I think if you look at most reports, the doctor always does uh, sort of a thumbnail split, 50-50, and 80-20, 75-25. And how they arrived at these values are never really quite clear. And, and often what the doctors will say, particularly in deposition or letters, is that, well, this is just my experience. This is kind of what I think. But that's not really good enough. Um, to, to say that, well, this is just kind of what you think it is, it's really not explaining to the stakeholders why or how. And the problem is, is that no one else may be able to get to those values when you just say, well, that was my medical opinion, 50-50, you know, 10-90, something like that. Um, and that's one of the huge complaints that the legal arena has around doctor's reports is that the apportionment is very subjective. Um, and, and I... I definitely agree with that. When, when you look at apportionment, the math of it, the math of apportionment is that the items that are being apportioned have to be added. Um, in the AMA guides, you'll remember when you're dealing with whole person uh, impairment or um, upper extremity impairment, these values are combined using the combining table. But in apportionment, you do not use the combining table. It has to be added. So, so that's another thing that's different about apportionment. And the addition of the items that you're apportioning cannot exceed 100%. So you can technically have a case that has rateable impairment and a calculated permanent disability. But if the rating is all due to arthritis and there's no industrial injury symptoms left over, like they're pain-free, um, and they're only being rated on the presence of arthritis that was there before they had their work injury, 
technically that case could be 100% apportioned to non-industrial factors, meaning any residual permanent disability was 100% due to their arthritis that was apportioned. And that's just kind of one example of, of how it can be done. Now, at RayFast, when we create our algorithms and when we do our science and our research, the AMA guides around certain things, such as arthritis in the lower extremity, they actually have tables or scalars that can be calculated for the different intervals of cartilage loss. And you can also, by reading the tables, understand how many levels or how the AMA guides thinks about apportionment as far as severity. So for example, in the lower extremity, um, the AMA guides uh, in the fifth edition looks at no arthritis, mild arthritis, moderate arthritis, severe arthritis, and then a fourth category, bone on bone, meaning no cartilage is left. And so when you're doing apportionment, one of the first things you need to do is say, how am I going to categorize or how am I going to identify these different levels of pathology? And so in throughout the AMA guides and the uh, various chapters, there's clues and there's things in the table. Now, the AMA guides was not written as a tool for apportionment. However, we have to use it because it's incorporated into labor code. So, so, and therefore it is considered um, accepted scientific medical literature. So if you can base apportionment based on something that you can find and, and scale or determine a scaler in the AMA guides, that's probably the best place to base your opinion for apportionment. Now, once you start doing those calculations and start figuring out how much is due to arthritis and how much is due to the industrial injury, you can actually come up with some pretty exact numbers. For instance, you might say that the mild apportionment um, uh, or the apportionment for the mild arthritis in the knee is 7%. And under deposition, they might say, how do you get to 7%? And you go to the table of the knee and it shows that each compartment is worth X value of, uh, of impairment, including the kneecap space. And, but the arthritis is only in one portion and it carries, uh, you know, let's say 37% total weighted value of knee arthritis based on how the AMA guides has done that. And uh, the reading was mild. And so therefore 37% of the mild contribution um, adjusted for the residual industrial symptoms are 19% apportionment. And that's really, um, that is really a very scientific and reproducible way to do apportionment. Now, do most doctors know how to do that? No. Do most insurance companies know how to check for it? No, they have no idea. Um, do judges understand how this is done? No. But it's all written out in the AMA guides and the math is fairly simple. Um, to calculate this. I mean, we're not talking anything beyond eighth grade math really here to, to do these apportionment values. And that's really the whole point um, why RateFast was started. We want cases to be clear, we want it to be consistent, and we want it to be fair when we do it, and we want it to be reproducible. So when a judge looks at a RateFast case and they said, RateFast did this, apportionment 19%, they know that there's actually some science behind it. We did not wet our finger and hold it up in the breeze and decide, oh, this is 17%. No, this is based on AMA guides weighted standardization for apportionment in permanent disability. And so why do we keep getting it wrong? Because no one had 
or has a clear pathway to the formulation and the digitization of apportionment. Now, RateFast has been doing this for years. And, and as more and more of our cases go through the process, we get to see the experience of the disability valuation unit, what judges say, et cetera, et cetera. And the results are very, very favorable because whenever we get a letter, we can write right back Here's exactly how we got our number on apportionment. We didn't guess. We basically just used the rules and the scalars that were laid out in the AMA guides and the best practices published in medical literature. So I hope this discussion about apportionment has been helpful, and I hope it enlightens you a little bit to understand, A, what apportionment is, B, some of the pitfalls that we have or the problems we have with apportionment that are um, ubiquitous throughout California in impairment reports, and C, the solution where you can actually create a very simple, clean algorithm based on AMA weighting and applied with the best scientific accepted medical literature and come out with a portionment that's really valuable and fair that all stakeholders can accept and move forward with case settlement. I hope that's been helpful. Look forward to seeing you next time. And again, this has been Dr. Alchemy with RateFast talking about the concept of apportionment in California workers' compensation. Thanks for listening. For more on apportionment and workers' compensation, visit our blog at blog.rates-fast.com. And if you'd like to try RateFast workers' compensation impairment report writing service, visit rate-fast.com. Lastly, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, send us an email at caworkcompreport at rate-fast.com.